The following is paid commercial programming. Third-party rankings are no guarantee of future investment success. Working with a highly rated advisor does not ensure that a client or prospective client will experience a high level of performance. Investment performance is not an explicit criteria because clients' investment goals differ. These ratings should not be construed as an endorsement of the advisor by any client. Generally, rankings are based on information prepared and submitted by the advisor. Statements saying that we told our clients to be out of the market in 2008 referred to recommendations made by MMWKM's principals while employed at Eagle Strategies LLC. The team that manages accounts at MMWKM are the same individuals with that responsibility at Eagle Strategies and at Cambridge Research from 2009 to 2011. MMWKM was created in 2011 and uses the same exit strategy. A more thorough disclosure of the criteria used in making these rankings is available by contacting MMWKM Advisors LLC. And now, ladies and gentlemen, it's time for Money Matters. And here's your host, Ken Moray. We're in the money. We're in the money. We've got a lot of what it takes to get along. We're in the money. We are in the, the money. money. The skies old are sunny. You are through, you done us An old man recession. You are through. You have done us wrong. Well, hello, 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 everybody, and welcome back to Money Matters with Ken Morafe. And of course, I am your host, Ken Morafe. And this is the show where we talk about everything and anything in the world of retirement planning. We talk about the stock market. We talk about inflation, social security, estate planning, income taxes, you name it. We talk about it and we try to have more fun than a human being should be allowed to have when talking about all of this boring financial stuff. And this week's going to be no exception because we have a lot of boring financial stuff to talk about. But before we go one step further, let me introduce myself. I am... Ken Morafe, the host of Money Matters with Ken Morafe. Thank you, Jack. And uh, yeah, in fact, uh, people call me the host, just so you know. In case you want to know how to address me when you meet me in, in person, just say, hello, uh, host, and, and you'll be good. Uh, <laughs> I am founder and senior retirement planner at Retirement Planners of America. I love it. And yes, I do. And we are a firm that specializes in retirement planning, as the name implies, which means that we work with the most exciting, wonderful, incredibly smart people in the entire universe. And that is people who are over 50, who are retired, or who are retiring soon. So if that is you, then guess what? This show is designed for you. Our website, rpoa.com, is designed for you as well. And in case you didn't know this, because I've never said it before, and this will be the first time, Barron's named moi, your faithful host, one of the top 100 financial advisors, and they did so eight years in a row. I mean, those guys are off their rocker, I got to tell you. But we know that without our beloved and most valued clients, we would be nowhere. So all you clients, we love you. We thank you. We appreciate you. And uh, so let me go over with you what we're going to talk about in this, our weekly excursion into the land of retirement planning. So first of all, I'm getting asked a lot of questions about, you know, could this cause the next market crash? Could that cause the next market crash? The supply chain, could that do it? Inflation, could that do it? If the Fed raises interest rates, could that do it? I mean, it's like, oh my gosh, the list of things that could do it. What are, you know, let's go through them one by one, Ken. Let's examine every possible terrible thing. Well, I'm going to share with you something that Donald Rumsfeld said, and that's the former Secretary of Defense, uh, 
before the uh, desert storm, the war in Iraq. And he said, there are three things you need that, that you think about when you go into battle. The first one is the known known. The second is the known unknown. And the third one is the unknown unknown. And I think that that philosophy of how to think about things applies when it comes to going into battle, per se, when it comes to investing your money in uh, the markets and all that kind of stuff. So we'll, we'll bring it home for you later, uh, later on in the show when we have our first, uh, our first segment, which this is it, but when we get into it. Uh, also, this week, I want to talk with you <laughs> about should you pay off your mortgage before you retire? Okay, so I'm going to talk about that, and I am going to, I'm going to say it right now, because I'm clairvoyant, and I know what happens when I do things. I am going to blow your mind when I tell you how much paying off your mortgage is worth to you, in dollars, and, and that's even if you don't have a large amount left on your mortgage. So uh, we'll tell you all about uh, should you and what it's worth to you. Also this week, as we do every week, we're going to talk about Social Security, and uh, I take your questions, as you know. So if you have any questions that you'd like for me to answer on the air, then all you have to do is send them to me. It's easy. It's uh, Ken at RPOA.com, uh, RetirementPlannersOfAmerica.com. It's the acronym. It's RPOA. So if you send me your uh, questions, I'll answer them on the air if I can. And if I can't, I just won't use them. That's just the way I am. <laughs> I'm not going to look stupid on the air. I'm the host, after all. And then also, we're going to talk about how inflation could cause the next crash, it could, and more importantly, what to do about it. Okay, so we'll be talking about that later on in the show as well. Now, you know what, Jack? Most shows would actually stop right there. Most shows would say, you know what? If we did just that, we have done more than our listening audience could possibly want from a financial show. Stop no, me. <laughs> no, don't, don't you dare even, don't you even think about stopping me because on this show, do we stop right there? No, we don't. We boldly go where no financial show has gone before and therefore at about 10 till, we will have our estate tip of the week. And uh, this week, we're going to talk about the family limited partnership. And, uh, you know, I had a long discussion with a client earlier this week about it. And so it prompted me to think, you know what? Let's talk about it on the air. So the Family Limited Partnership is uh, an, a, a way to pass on to your greedy, unwashed, undeserving heirs the stuff that you've got, but the beauty of it is you can retain control. And you know what? It's not about what you own. It's about what you control. So we'll go over that at about 10 till, and uh, we'll have some fun learning about that uh, at that time. Now, I want to I brag a little bit here. So we have a, uh, a corporate um, uh, charity, which is called RPOA Cares, RPOA Cares, Retirement Planners of America Cares, but we call it RPOA Cares. And uh, we just started it last year, uh, or this year, I'm sorry, uh, earlier this year. And uh, our first fundraiser, actually it's our second, uh, is uh, the Alzheimer's Walk. And of course, this is going on nationally right now. And Unbelievably, I mean, we just we we told our clients we we're doing this. We asked them to to you know uh, sponsor a walk, and you can actually sponsor the walk virtually, which is really interesting. You can walk virtually. Um, we asked our employees to participate and all of that, and we said that as a company, we're going to match a hundred percent of what is raised, and without the match, 
We haven't even done that because the deadline is November 6th. Without the match, the Alzheimer's Association just uh, told us that we are the rookie of the year. We have raised more money. We're, we're fifth in the nation of the biggest fundraisers for Alzheimer's, for their Alzheimer's walk. Fifth in the nation. And this is our first shot at it. We didn't even know what we were doing. We just said, let's do a walk. Let's, let's participate and see if any. Our clients are fantastic. They've been piling on. Our employees are fantastic. And I told uh, Angie, who is in charge of our poet cares, I told her, wait till Alzheimer's, does, they don't even know that we're, we're going to match that. So whatever they think of us right now as the, as the rookie of the year, when they get the company match, that's going to blow their gasket. So we're really proud of that. Well done, everybody involved. And thank you all for participating. Um, so let's talk about the known known, the known unknown, and the unknown unknown. So what does that even mean? So the known known, when you go into battle or you go into anything, is these are the things that we know are going to happen, and we know when they're going to happen, how they're going to happen. We know all about it. We got it all, right? So that's the known known. And the thing about the known known is that because you can plan for it, because you can prepare for it, because you can do all of that, in, all, in most cases, you should be able to, to handle that. The second one is the known unknown. So what does that mean? What that means is, is that you, you know this thing could happen, but you don't know exactly when it could happen. Uh, you may not know how it's going to come at you. So, for example, that could be hurricanes, right? We know that, we know that we're going to get hurricanes during the, the uh, early summer season, right? That happens. But we don't know exactly where it's going to hit. We don't know how severe it's going to be. So that is a known unknown. And then you have the unknown unknown, which means that you don't know anything about it. <laughs> You're totally in the dark. So what Rumsfeld said, the uh, Secretary of Defense uh, during Desert Storm, he said that the known known we can handle, the known unknown we can prepare for, but it's the unknown unknown that is the one that is the most dangerous. But as he said, I don't worry about it. Why? Because <laughs> there's no way to know what it is, and therefore it's a waste of time to even think about it. So how does this, uh, what does this have to do with anything? Well, if you look back at the big bad bear markets that we've had, okay, in recent memory, we had Y2K, we had 2008, and then the pandemic. All of those were because of unknown unknowns, Okay. There were a few people that knew the dot-com was going to burst and all that, but if everybody's honest, very few people actually knew that was going to happen. And then also the real estate bust in 2008. Some people did, and they became billionaires, but the vast majority did not know that was coming, and it was a total shock when it happened. And then the pandemic, who knew that was coming, right? Very few people, I think, knew that the pandemic was going to hit us and we we're going to shut down the economy, and that caused the bear market. So the known knowns and the known unknowns that we have right now are the supply chain, the people, you know, that we have all these people that are not going back to work. We have, uh, you know, inflation. We have interest rates. All these things are either known knowns or known unknowns, and those are not going to cause the next bear market in my view. The one that's going to cause it is the unknown unknown. And because I don't know what it is, <laughs> the only thing I can do about it is prepare for the worst. So we have a strategy in our firm that we call invest and protect. <laughs> and basically what invest and protect is, is that we don't know what the bad thing's going to be, but we know whatever it is, it's going to make the market go down when it happens. And if it does, we want to have a plan that looks at what the market's doing. And if the market is not our friend, if the trend is not our friend, we only play with our friends and we say, you know what? We're getting the heck out of Dodge. 
And that's why our investment protect strategy told us to sell in November of 2007. We didn't know the credit crisis was coming. We're not clairvoyant. We were not smarter than everybody else. We just have a strategy that told us this is when you should get out, and we did. And then also in, uh, in March of last year, before the pandemic, you know, there were signs that bad things were coming, but who knew what was going to really come? But our strategy said, time to get out, kids, and take your marbles and go home. And that's why we did. So our strategy of Invest and Protect, I encourage you to uh, go to our website. We have a seminar that uh, has that as part of the seminar. We have a podcast. In fact, I want you to subscribe to this podcast, okay? One of the things that we're, we're growing about 1,000 people a month, uh, a week, I'm sorry, it's, it's remarkable. Our goal is 100,000 100, podcast subscribers. So go to our website, rpoa.com, sign up for our seminars, listen to our podcast, read our uh, articles, get informed and entertained and have a good time. Our website is rpoa.com. All right, we're gonna take a break. When we come back, we're gonna talk about should you pay off your mortgage or before you retire? So stay tuned. This is Money Matters and I am Ken Morayf. Uh Recently, Financial Times named our firm uh, one of the top 300 uh, wealth advisors and they actually did that, uh, I think, three times. And uh, I think that's fantastic. I'm very flattered by it. But without our beloved and most valued clients, we'd be nowhere. So all you clients, we love you. We thank you. And, uh, you know, much of the stuff that I talk about on this show um, is basically conversations I have with clients. And as I'm talking to them, I think, hey, you know what? That would be an interesting topic to talk about on the show. So people ask me, how do you prepare for the show? I do it during the week. I just make a note. Talk about that. So my clients help me build the show every week. So your clients, thank you. So let me tell you uh, what we're going to talk about in this segment, which is should you pay off your mortgage before you retire? So I'm going to give you the answer right away so I don't keep you in suspense. The answer is our view of the world is that when you retire, so should your debt be retired. Okay? We want you to have no debt at all. No credit cards, no cars, no mortgages, no debt, okay? And the reason for that is that if you have no debt, then almost all of your expenses become discretionary, right? You don't have what are called fixed costs. Now, you got to buy food, and you have to buy that, and that's, that, you, you do need those, so, so I get that. But that, for most, of, uh, for most people, is not the largest part of their budget. And so, therefore, if, if, uh, if you don't have a mortgage, if you don't have debt— then if, gosh forbid, that we have another Great Depression, then you know, your electric bill is the candle you put on the coffee table, and your food bill are the tomatoes that you grow in the backyard. I mean, you could subsist on practically nothing if you had to, if you have no debt. But if you do have debt, then it's very unlikely that the bank is going to say, you know what, I get it, we're in the Great Depression, life is tough, and so, you know what, you don't have to pay your mortgage anymore. We're going to forgive the whole thing for you. Now, we do have precedent during the pandemic where that could happen, so I have to temper my, uh, the, the strength of that argument. But be that as it may, how much better would it be not to have debt, right? So generally speaking, we talk about you should not have any debt. And you know, when I say that to clients and prospective clients, the, the response I get is, yeah, but Ken, mortgage interest rates, you know, I mean, right now, it, it's so low. Right? I mean, I can get a mortgage for 3% or something, and uh, I can invest my money, and the stock market is going up 1,000%. And don't I make the difference between the stock market and what my uh, mortgage payment is if I, if I just you know, have the mortgage and invest the money? Well, on paper, that's all true. 
Okay, yes, you could probably invest your money in today's world and make a better return with your money by investing it than paying off your mortgage. I get that. But again, paying off your mortgage will not be the worst investment you've ever made in your life. It won't be the best, but it certainly will not be the worst. But let me put this in perspective for you just to give you an idea. If you are paying, let's say, $2,500 a month for your mortgage, that's $30,000 a year. If you pay off your mortgage, you have now stopped paying $30,000 a year. Now, $30,000, so the question that I, the way I phrased it is that if you have $30,000, if you want to make $30,000, uh, let me just say, that is the equivalent of having $750,000 that you now invest and make 4% on to get you that $30,000. So if you want to think about it in kind of a different way, if you pay off a mortgage that's costing you $30,000 a year, what you've essentially done is you've increased the value of your investments by $750,000. Fascinating. Which is more than most people have. Okay? So think of it in reverse. Think of it as how much money do I, would I need to be able to invest to create the $30,000 a year that I'm paying on this mortgage? The answer is about $750,000 if you're going to invest it very conservatively and all the rest. So that's a big deal. That's an eye-opener, right? And not only that, but without having the debt, you don't have the leverage. You don't have the risk. You don't have and, – and, you know, by the way, paying off your mortgage, whatever savings you have, they are guaranteed, because the moment you pay it off, they go away. That is an absolute 100% ironclad guaranteed return on investment. Taking that same money and investing it to make a higher return, it is not guaranteed. It could fail, even if it's U.S. government treasuries, even if it's bank CDs. I don't care what it is. I've, I've lived long enough that I've seen even where CDs at the banks were at risk at one time. So there is nothing as safe as 100% guaranteed, okay? So you're trading Las Vegas for absolute safety. In my view, not worth it. So the answer to the question, should you pay off your mortgage before you retire, is a resounding yes in, in our opinion, okay? Now, if you, if, you, if you don't have that, then you build a plan to do it. How do I get there? And the reason why it's so important is because our view is that before you start building the house, and you start thinking about the pretty windows and the pretty roof you're going to have and the colors and the, you know, all this, the, the, the countertops. you got to have a strong foundation to hold that house in place in the first place. There's so, no doubt about it. So build your foundation strongly and then start thinking about all the pretty stuff you want to put on it. And being debt-free, in our view, puts you on a very strong foundation financially. Now, if you are over 50, if you are retired or retiring soon, I encourage you to go to our website. It's rpoa.com, and when you're there, click on Meet with an Advisor. If you do that, we'll schedule a time to visit with you. We'll do it virtually uh, or in person, whichever you prefer, and uh, we'll sit down with you, and we'll help you to build your retirement cash flow plan. We'll help you to make decisions on Social Security. We'll help you make decisions on income taxes, estate planning. We'll go the whole enchilada, if you will, and uh, what we want to do is uh, help you to get a clear picture of can you retire, how, where are you going to get your money from, all those kind of things, and, uh, and, and, and we'll help you to do that at no charge or obligation. And uh, we'll, we'll go through the whole thing. If you like what you see and you want to work with us, that is fantastic, and if not, that's fine too. Okay, so as I said, no charge, no obligation, and we will part friends. 
think this is the beginning of a beautiful friendship. Yes, it is. So how do you do that? You go to our website. It's rpoa.com, which is retirementplannersofamerica.com. So just type in rpoa.com and hit enter, and you'll go to our wonderful website and enjoy yourself. Okay, so we're going to take a break, and when we come back, we're going to talk about social security strategies for married couples. Oh my gosh, what could be more exciting? So stay tuned. This is Money Matters, and I am Ken Morayf. And now, one of the things that I would say is uh, the topic that we talk about the most when it comes to retirement planning and all of that is Social Security. And so every week, what I do at this time is I have you guys help me out. So send me your questions. My email address is ken at rpoa.com, and uh, I'll endeavor to answer your questions. All right, so here's the first question. I will be 66 in December. Well, congratulations. And uh, I want to draw my Social Security benefits when I get to 66, and I will get $2,304. That's good. Uh, my wife will be 66 this month in October, um, or I'm sorry, in, in November, this month in November, uh, and she wants to draw her benefits when she turns 66. And her benefit will be $545. All right, so he'll be 66 in December. She'll be 66 in November. Uh, she wants to draw a spousal benefit off of me since her benefit is less than half of mine. Does she have to wait for me to file in December when I turn 66 before she draws anything? Can she draw her benefits from November through December and then draw a spousal benefit in December when I file? My understanding is that once she files, she cannot change claiming status. Is that correct? Wow. Okay. So he's got a bunch of questions here. So first of all, she can do what you proposed. She can start taking it like right now. And then in December, when you start collecting yours, she can. Okay. The thing though, is she cannot collect on yours until you start collecting on yours. Okay. So you got to start it so she can start. Now she could get her $545 basically for two months and then collect off of yours. And, and after that, because she can get half of yours, because she's 66 and you're 66, then her benefit will jump from $545 to $1,152, okay? So her benefit would actually be, uh, uh, would be quite a significantly more. So yes, go do it and then spend it all. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> but why not? You know, I mean, it depends. So here, here's what I want you to do. Go to our website. It's rpoa.com. And uh, we have actually a, a seminar coming up on Medicare enrollment. If you're 65, uh, within, six, within three months of your 60, if, 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 if you're not 65 yet, you, you, ha you need to sign up for, for Medicare before you turn 65. Okay, we have a seminar on how to do that. And let me tell you, if you don't sign up for Medicare before you're 65 and that date passes, then what happens is there is a monthly penalty that you will pay literally, and I'm not kidding here, the rest of your life. Okay, it's big. So get signed up. And and this is even it's a bad deal. And not only that, but even if you don't even if you're not gonna collect Medicare because you're on your company plan, you still need to sign up for Medicare. Don't let that date pass. We have a seminar for that. Also, if you go to our website, rpoa.com, you can attend that that Medicare seminar. It's got lots of information that'll help you. In addition to that, 
you can click on meet with an advisor and what we'll do is we'll sit down with you and we'll help you to make social security decisions it's very complex do not do this by yourself talk to somebody that's trained in doing that that can help you and guide you through all the complexity and we want to do that for you no charge or obligation okay now keep in mind we want to build a plan that includes social security we don't just want to talk about security uh, social security by itself or medicare by itself it's part of an integrated overall plan we want to help you with that no charge or obligation so go to rpoa.com and uh, avail yourself of those resources. It could be worth tens, if not hundreds of thousands of dollars to you to do it correctly. So rpoa.com. All right, we're going to take a break. When we come back, we're going to talk about how inflation could cause the next crash and what to do about it. So stay tuned. This is Money Matters, and I am Ken Morayf. And you know, our firm has been growing pretty rapidly. Uh, Inc. Na- Inc. Magazine named us one of the top uh, f- the 5,000 fastest growing companies twice. <laughs> yes, and I think it's because we have a philosophy that resonates with people who are in that decade, uh, and that is that um, you know, protecting what you spent your lifetime accumulating and building to live on while you're retired is an important thing to do. Okay, call us crazy. You know, in a way, we're kind of a disruptor uh, because the the I would say the mainstream view of reti- of investing is that you're a long term investor and you should just buy and hold, and no matter what happens, you just stay in, take a beating. It doesn't matter. The market will always come back, and everything's going to be fine. And uh, you know, just don't you just close your eyes, don't even look at it. I've heard people say, "Well, stop looking at it if you're worried about it." Are you kidding me? That's the answer. Stop looking at it. Um, so we don't believe in buy and hold. We believe you should buy, yes. You should hold, yes. But you should also sell and protect what you've got. And we have a strategy that is called invest and protect. And it's a strategy that is uh, mathematical and it measures uh, what's going on. And it told us to sell in November of 2007 before the great market crash uh, of 2008. It also told us to sell last year just before the big crash of the pandemic. So we want to help you to avoid big losses so that hopefully you can stay retired. And uh, that's what our strategy is all about. Now, I want to talk with you about how that plays into the whole conversation that seems to be top of mind right now, which is inflation and how that could cause the next crash and all of that. So I want to go through with you what happened the last time that we had significant uh, inflation in our country. In fact, hyperinflation is what it was called. And that was back in the early 80s, okay, 80, uh, 81, 82 during that period. So here's what happened. So the first thing is that we had inflation pick up. And guess what? The stock market went up as well. So why is that? Well, think about a company, let's say, that makes hundred that charges $100 for their product, okay? They make sandwiches, and, uh, you know, that's an expensive sandwich. McDonald's charges $5 for a sandwich, let's say, all right? And they make a dollar profit for every sandwich, so they make 20% profit. Now, inflation comes along, and everything costs so much, and it makes their, sand- their sandwich cost $10 instead of $5. Well, they still want to make their 20% profit. So now what's going to happen is they're going to figure out how to make $2, which is 20% of the $10 they're now charging. So their profit went from $1 to $2. Now, did they actually increase their profit? No, it's inflation that did that. So in real dollars, it's still the same dollar they had before, but their profit doubled. Now, the stock market is normally a reflection of corporate profits. So if McDonald's profit doubled, guess what its stock price will most likely do? It'll probably double as well. Now, 
After inflation, did that really happen? No. But with inflation, it did. So during the early part of the inflationary cycle, you can see that the stock market would go up. And that's, in fact, what happened back in the early 80s. We had a rise in the stock market during the beginning cycle of the, of the inflationary cycle, like we are having now, by the way, kids. <laughs> the stock market is hitting a new all-time highs with the highest inflation we've seen in a very long time. Well, the problem is that what happens is that eventually prices become so high that people say, you know, I can't pay $10 for that sandwich. I can't pay $12 for a sandwich. And so all of a sudden, they, start, they stop buying it. And when they can't buy it anymore, then McDonald's profits will, will go down, and then its stock price will go down right with it. And that's when we had the great stock market uh, crash of 1982, where eventually what happened is inflation was so strong that the economy couldn't take it anymore, and people just stopped buying, and we had a big, bad recession. So... Could that happen this time? I don't think so, but it's possible. So therefore, my belief system is, since I don't have a crystal ball, I do, but it doesn't work. I haven't figured out how to turn it on. But I, if, since I don't have a crystal ball that actually works, it is very difficult for me to think what's going to happen. So therefore, I prepare for the worst, and I hope for the best. As a planner for my clients, that's my job. The opposite is not a good idea. Plan for the best and hope the worst doesn't happen. In my view, that's a recipe for disaster. Okay, So it's just like preparing for hurricanes or tornadoes or whatever it may be. You prepare for the worst. You have everything ready for that. You don't know when the tornado is going to hit, when the hurricane is going to hit. You don't know how bad it's going to be or what's going to happen, but you need to have your evacuation plan set. You have to have your emergency uh, teams ready. You have to have all of that ready. And in our firm, what we call that is our invest and protect strategy. We have a, a, a strategy ready to be put into action should inflation cause the next market crash. We want to be out of the market when that happens, just like we were in 2008 and just like we were when the big crash came last year uh, in, in April. So um, if you want to learn more about our strategy, if you want to learn more about all of the things that we do to help you achieve a successful retirement, then go to our website. It's rpoa.com and sign up for all the stuff we have. Visit with our planners seminars, podcasts, you name it, we got it there. All right? rpoa.com. All right, we're going to take a break. We're going to uh, when we when we come back, we're going to talk about how to pass on to your greedy, unwashed, undeserving heirs the fruits of your labor. So stay tuned. This is Money Matters and I am Ken Morayf. This is the part of the show where we talk about um, how to pass on to your greedy, unwashed, undeserving heirs the fruits of your labor, which is called estate planning. And, uh, you know, one of the things about is many of the strategies around estate planning are, are geared around giving away what you have within the, the rules that are given to us, okay? So there are rules around how much you can gift. There are rules around the total amount that you can give away during your lifetime, all these kind of rules. And, and estate planning is basically how to give away what you have in a way that is not causing you financial hardship. But the more you give away to your greedy, unwashed, undeserving heirs, the less you have upon your death, and therefore the less you have in estate taxes and all the rest of that. So it's all an exercise of how to do that creatively. One of the most creative uh, vehicles that's been around now for decades is called the Family Limited Partnership. And I wanna talk with you about that now. But first, Jack, can ya play it? I know I'd go from rags to riches If you would only say you care And though my pocket may be empty I'd be a millionaire 
And of course, that is Tony Bennett with Rags to Riches. And you know, the estate taxes and probate and all that kind of stuff, it's actually designed to do the exact opposite. Can you imagine that? They want to take you from riches to rags. We do not want that to happen to you. So every week at this time, we have our estate tip of the week. Now this week, we're going to talk about the Family Limited Partnership, which which is uh, an FLP for short, a flip. And we do that because we do give a flip on this show, just so you know. So what is the Family Limited Partnership? Well, basically, what it enables is to have your cake and eat it too. All right? So... With the Family Limited Partnership, you can give away a lot of your stuff to the aforementioned greedy, unwashed, undeserving heirs, but at the same time, retain control. And kids, let me tell you, it's not about what you own. It's about what you control. Because if you don't own anything, but you control it all, that's the best. That's the best place to be. (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. So... The way the structure of the family limited partnership is, it's it's a family business, first of all, so that you're creating when you do that. And there are different um, people, different uh, members, or or, uh, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Anyway, there, there are different duties within the partnership. One of them is the controlling interest, which is called the general partner. And usually that's about 1%, 2% of the partnership. And then the other 98, 99% are the shareholders, if you will, and they're called the partners, okay, the partnership interest. So why, is, why would you want all that? Well, look at it this way. When you own shares of Apple stock, do you get to tell Cook how to run Apple? You don't. He makes decisions in his meetings with his leadership team and all that, and they don't ask you what they should do. They just go ahead and do it. And if you say, well, I don't like the new you know, interface you have on the iPhone, and you're just a stockholder, they're going to say, well, thank you for your opinion, but we're going to do what we want anyway. Well, that's what the general partner of the partnership can do, which would be you. So in theory, you could give away like over, over 90% of the ownership of whatever you have in the partnership, but retain full control, meaning you can still live in the house, you can still uh, spend the money, you can still do a lot of the things you were doing before, but you don't own it. Now, why would you not want to own it? Because the moment you don't own it anymore, it's not part of your estate, which means that upon your death, there are no taxes on it because somebody else owns it, so it's not part of you. And that's the advantage of it. Now, there are a lot of other advantages to a family partnership, but before you do any of these things we talk about on this show or otherwise, uh, make sure you talk with a professional. So here's what I suggest. Go to our website. It's rpoa.com. And when you're there, we have a whole bunch of stuff on estate planning. We have videos, articles, podcasts, et cetera, et cetera. But also you can sign up to visit with one of our retirement planners. Okay, so click on meet with an advisor. If you do that, then what will happen is we'll schedule a time to meet with you. We'll do it virtually. We'll do it in person, whatever your preference is. And uh, we'll go over your estate planning, your insurance planning, your income tax planning, your retirement planning, your investment planning your cash flow planning. We'll build it all into a plan with you. We'll do that, and we'll do it at no charge or obligation. And uh, once we've built it all out, you'll have pride of authorship because you're going to drive the ship. We're just going to help you navigate. And once it's done, if you like what you see and you want to work with us, fantastic. And if not, that is fine too. So either way, no charge, no obligation, and we will part friends. Oh, dear. That's too wonderful to 
be true. Well, Dorothy, it is not too wonderful to be true because it is true. So go to our website. It's rpoa.com. You know what? This show's over already. I cannot believe how fast it has gone. I hope you have enjoyed it as much as I have enjoyed making it for you. We'll see you next week. Same time, same channel. Bye-bye, everybody. Information presented should not be regarded as a complete analysis of the subjects discussed and should not be construed as an offer to buy or sell any of the securities mentioned. None of this show's content should be viewed as personalized investment advice. A professional advisor should be consulted before implementing any of the strategies presented. Different types of investments involve varying degrees of risk and therefore can be no assurance that any specific investment or strategy will be suitable or profitable for a client's portfolio. The tax and estate planning information offered on this program is general in nature. Always consult an attorney or tax professional regarding your specific legal or tax situation. Sound effects or anecdotes should not be construed as an endorsement of Ken Murray or MMWKM Advisors LLC. The firm only transacts business in states where it is properly registered or is excluded or exempted from registration requirements. Registration is not an endorsement of the firm by securities regulators and does not mean that the advisor has attained a particular level of skill or ability.